0: You know, guys, I woke up this morning and, you know, the, the weather's starting to change, right? It was a little cooler. It's not as hot anymore. Yesterday after the Cardinals' 23-13 victory in Week 11 over the Seattle Seahawks, I sat down, I watched some of the Suns' game. They ended up winning their 12th straight game. The Coyotes won. And it's just a good vibe in the Valley, right? All these sports teams winning on a Sunday. The Cardinals traveling to Seattle, coming out with that victory with their backup with no DeAndre Hopkins. It was just a good feeling waking up on this victory Monday. It's a little bit more special because we also have the bye week coming up. So we can all take a rest right here on the on the morning scramble presented by Verizon Wireless. Jody Jackson, Craig Rilu, Rolando Cantu and myself, Felipe Corral Jr. Guys, how are we feeling? Like I said, everybody in the Valley seemed to win yesterday. Rolando, uh, uh, Jody Jackson. Sorry, no, no, Lezada Rolando, we're late. gonna defer Rolando.
1: I just, you got me so hyped there. I was like, the vibes yeah. are so good. Rolando or Felipe, you take it. I just had to chime no, in. think yeah, yeah, everybody a...
2: looks happy. Everybody looks happy today here on Twitter. And you know what? I'm happy, man, because it's gonna be the bye week. You don't want us to overstock your fridge and and have groceries <laughs> spoil. But I have a bag like this, Felipe. You're gonna remember your 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 childhood uh, days. Because these are Mexican pastries, coyotas. Once the bag is like this, you know they're going to be really good. No scrambled eggs today, guys. No bagels, no uh, pancakes. Just coffee and coyotas. And you know what? It's a bye week. We got to make sure we enjoy this one, nine and two. Um, a lot of people did not expect this. We did. Uh, but hey, you know what? Things are, are going well for the Cardinals. Good morning.
0: Jody, I, I, I wanted to start off with Orlando because I know he's going to present us these Coyotas. And that's like, you know, you wake up, it's a little chilly outside, you have your coffee and you and you have that pastry. It's just it adds a different element to your morning when you, when you don't just have coffee. You also have something to like give you a, a little bit of that sweet taste. That's the only reason why I wanted Orlando to start off. But the Cardinals, oh, I mean, Cole totally outperformed Russell Wilson. How did you feel about that offense yesterday, Jody?
1: Wow. I mean... They started off the game just, you know, you talk about marching down the field. I mean, uh, long drive to start the game, touchdown Earths, did it again. I mean, the time of possession ended up being ridiculous, too, 40 to 20, essentially. I think the only reason this was close near the end was just not finishing a couple drives, a couple missed field goals. But, you know, I was a little it was a little tense near the end there, um, but the offense came up huge. Uh, in, in those moments, I was thinking, "You know, the defense has to has to make this happen," and they did. Um, how many guys said complimentary football after the game? Did you guys hear that? Mm. Oh I, yeah. I love it. I mean, because it it's a true it was a true team effort. Um, again, you think the score would have been a little bit different? It still was a ten point win, still double digits. Um, but this, a lot of guys came up big in this game. I kind of tweeted after the game. You know. Of course, how many of you back in September thought that the offensive MVPs in November would be Colt McCoy, Zach Ertz, who wasn't even on the team, um, and, you know, Rondell Moore was right in there, James Conner. I mean, all these guys came up huge for McCoy, who led the way, and so Felipe was just just a great win. It's always great to win up in Seattle. Russell Wilson doesn't look like himself. Um, I heard Rolanda talking about that yesterday in the pregame with Craig, in fact, and you know, uh, they took advantage of that, and they didn't let them back in because he still did manage to make that big play to lock it, and 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 they scored a touchdown, but uh, they held him down, Felipe, which is all that mattered.
0: Craig, last week you were very, very passionate, right? I, it kind of, you know, I got passionate throughout the week. I was a little down after the after the win after the loss last week, but you know, you brought that passion. Let, let me see some of that passion right now. I mean, this team really outperformed all expectations in all phases of the game. What you got for me, Craig? Come on.
3: Well, we wanted to see how this team was going to respond after a disappointing, embarrassing performance at home. And they performed very, very well. They responded very well, just like they did following the loss to the Green Bay Packers, winning on the road at San Francisco. They did it again, winning another road game against a division opponent with Colt McCoy at the quarterback spot. Three games for him as the starter, 2-1 record guys he has left this team provided kyler murray does come back after the bye week he has left this team in better position than when he took over at worst this team is the number two seed and a game or two game lead on the division in the rams next week when everyone reconvenes on monday at worst it's the number one seed and a one game lead over the rams in the division so i don't think you could have asked for anything better From Colt McCoy in those three games with Kyler Murray sideline and just a little note Felipe because we don't want to disappoint anyone in the entire state of Arizona but don't forget Arizona basketball U of A on Sunday also with a big win beating number four Michigan so it was a complete Sunday for the entire state of Arizona.
0: You I, I, don't mention, uh, I, I, I don't mention right there <laughs> yeah i don't i intentionally didn't even mention arizona i'm an ASU alum so when it comes to arizona i refer to him as that team down down south right you know but Rolando before i get to you we do want to hear from coach because he did he did give away a couple of game balls and One of our tight ends actually got the first game ball as an Arizona Cardinals. Let's hear from coach. Let's see what he had to to say. Positive vibes in the locker room, I'm assuming. So coach, take it away.
4: Hey, congratulations, folks. Great, great team effort. Hey, beginning of the week, we talked about how we're gonna respond, right? Going to our bye week, what we said we could do. Best record in football, which we got, all right? and undefeated in the division, all right? Nice job. All right, game balls. Number 86, two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. All, right. all right, number 55 with two and a half sacks, And then this cat came up here last year when he was with the Giants, beat Seattle. Comes up here this year and beat Seattle. Went 80%, 35 and 44, 328, two touchdowns. <laughs> for Great, Great job! All right, last one. This guy stepped up big. Had some huge catches when we needed him. Number 18, A.J. Green! Yeah. 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 Great job, man. Great job. Hey, I love, love, love winning games, right? You don't ever know when your opportunity is going to get called. I appreciate you guys. I love being on this team. Yes, sir. It's all about winning, so let's keep rolling. All right. Win on three. One, two, three. Win!
0: Colt McCoy, Zach Gertz, Chandler Jones, AJ Green, a lot of well-deserving game balls by Cliff Kingsbury. He should have honestly given himself one, but, you know, that's a conversation for another day. Rolando, Colt McCoy was one of the guys that got a game ball. It's kind of odd to say that he outperformed Russell Wilson. I mean, a future Hall of Famer, a pole bowler, a Super Bowl champ, but Komokoi with three hundred and eighteen passing yards, Russell Wilson only had hundred and eighty. Obviously, he's a little banged up from that from that finger. But what did you see from Komo Koi? What did you see from that offensive line that helped Komokoi yesterday?
2: I saw effort and control, man. Once you have a, a, a quarterback that a backup that walks into your, you know, your mix in, and and you know, you try and leverage what you can and and do what you can to be honest with you in two, three weeks. Let's be honest. The NFC. I mean, we're, we're, we gave them a, we actually gave them, you know, ground to cover, man. We were up there. uh, We're number one in the, in the NFL. and, And now with having Cole McCoy perform like he did in Carolina and then having him come back and do what he did in Seattle, Felipe, this is, this is legit. I mean, if you need his services, there's a game plan that can function under Cole McCoy. We saw it in San Fran. We saw it against two divisional opponent, opponents. And I'm comfortable, man. I, I think with those long drives that we saw, you know, 10, 12 uh, plays per series, that is control. And let's be honest, when we see the running game, you know, kind of take that uh, lead, for, for say with Colt McCoy, and then having them not really struggle with the vertical game, but those interior passes, the small dump passes – and make sure he he gets in the groove. he's he's unstoppable. We saw Cole McCoy function. Uh, I'm really happy for him. He's a proven veteran. I really like the guy. And, and everything he does on and off the field, he prepares, like, if he's going to play that week. And for me, number one thing, Felipe, was seeing him bounce back from the Carolina game. I think we're ready to go in case the team needs him after the
0: bye week. And that was uh, – I'm not going to forget that. Craig was you know, pounding on his table. That means when you hear those thumps, y'all, yeah, all the Red Sea, when you, when you hear those thumps from Craig, that means he's passionate. That's how I wanted him to to bring that heat. Uh, Craig, quickly, before we move on uh, to our favorite player of the game, would you say that Cliff Kingsbury is the front runner for the coach of the year?
3: Well, I don't think there's any question about it, considering where this team was last year to where they are right now. I mean, Name me uh, another coach out there that has the best record in all of football. There isn't one. It's Cliff Kingsbury, and he's winning with Kyler Murray. He's winning without Kyler Murray. He's winning with DeAndre Hopkins. He's winning without DeAndre Hopkins. Don't forget, no Justin Pugh, no Chase Edmonds. So, yeah, there's a defensive part of this as well. But when you're the head coach, you get a lot of the praise. You get a lot of the criticism. But right now, he deserves all of the praise.
0: Jody, just to top off this main dish, uh, 5-0 5-0 on the road. I mean, is that the... 6-0. Oh, 6-0 on the road. Yeah. Is that a prototype, like, <laughs> Super Bowl contender? Am, am, I not, am I getting too ahead of myself?
1: No, absolutely. It's a mark of a winning team um, for many years. You know, this team struggled with that. A lot of teams in the NFL do, but the fact that you can go into uh, enemy territory, so to speak, uh, and also deal with elements... Whether it be you know a little bit of cold yesterday, you know, it wasn't the frozen tundra or anything, but uh, yeah. you know, I mean, those are all good things. Those are that's a mark of a, a veteran team. Also, I think that's another byproduct of having guys. You know, the coaches can lean on. You've got your team leaders on the field, coaches on the field, so to speak, and keeping everything in check. But yeah, six and on the road. Incredible! It's it's to say these numbers. It's like Rolando mentioned. You know, nine and two going into the bye, six and on the road. It took a long time to get to the bye, but now hopefully these guys yeah. can run. Yeah, I mean, I, I think AJ Green was saying it. You know, it was longest in his career to get here, and and it hasn't been easy. It has not been uh, a smooth road, and they've handled it. And and that road record is part of it. Felipe, Bay, it's excellent.
0: It's good that they're at the top of the NFL standings. The last thing that I want is to travel to Green Bay in january for (laughs) a a playoff game of any sort so good thing hopefully they they control their own destiny that's another you know similar situation compared to last year and compared to uh, earlier weeks of this season so they're now in control of their own territory let's transition over to our favorite play of the game and obviously jody you always get the head start so come on shoot me shoot me your favorite play of the game
1: Well, you guys might laugh at this one because it wasn't how it was drawn up and it wasn't actually pretty at all. But for me, there was a little symbolism with Colt McCoy, his second touchdown of the game, the the pass to Zach Ertz. And it's because he dropped the ball and then he managed to stay calm and just get that ball out quick to Zach Ertz once again. And I think there's a symbolism in he did not want to drop the ball in this game, losing this game, he wanted to be able to come back and bounce back from Carolina, like you guys mentioned. And, you know, a symbolism that things are not always easy. And look, yeah, there were some passes that he made in this game that, that did look simple and easy and well executed, but there were times he was also running for his life. He was extending the play. Um, He was doing all of that, that he, you know, needed to do. I mean, it was, it wasn't simple, even though the Seattle team, you know, didn't have uh, the pressure that Carolina did, but he managed to find a way, and I think that's what he knew that he had to do in this game, and he managed to rack up a ton of yardage, but uh, that was that was one of my favorite plays for sure. Um, I like the fact that he stayed composed there, and I just wanted to throw that one at you. So, Craig, what about you? What's uh, What was your favorite play?
3: Well, you know, I like to go a little bit outside the box or way outside the box, so I'm going to go with the play that actually was ultimately ruled an incompletion. It's the interception that was not an interception and props to the replay officials for reviewing that play and overturning the call on the field as Colt McCoy looking for A.J. Green and the play read perfectly by the Seattle defense and Sidney Jones. But you look at that play and if you believe in momentum or not, I happen to believe in momentum. That return by Jones down to the Cardinals' 11-yard line. You're in the red zone. You kick a field goal at worst, get a touchdown. At that point in the game, the Cardinals had a 10-point lead, 16-6. to 6, But you get put the Seahawks in position right there to kick a field goal or a touchdown. Now, look, the Cardinals ended up punting the ball away. The Seahawks didn't do anything on the ensuing possession either. But just those plays, sometimes you need to be lucky. You need to catch breaks during the course of a game and the course of a season. And the Cardinals have been on the receiving end of several breaks this year. And I thought one break that was stood out above the rest on Sunday was that interception that, uh, well, it wasn't an interception. It goes down as an incompletion and a, a third down stop. But uh, for me, it was one of those plays that I think uh, needs to be talked about here on the Morning Scramble. So,
2: Rolando, what about you? You know what? Good thing you brought up uh, brought up that point, uh, Craig, because I-, I was blocking that out, man. When that happened, I was like, "Oh my God, here we go again." It's yeah. Seattle. It's Russell Wilson, and it's gonna be a deja vu. But no, we won that. We needed luck. We need luck in the NFL. I'm gonna go with Chandler Jones first sack, and I'm gonna tell you why he lined up right in front of the right tackle Brandon Shell and just beat him straight out. Beat him. He was already measuring them. His kick slide. I mean, he just that's what kicked off the defensive pressure effort in in with Marcus Golden with Dennis Gardick with the big boys in the interior line even Zach Allen was in there they bothered the entire game uh Russell Wilson and that's what we wanted to see Vance Joseph again called an excellent game plan uh, in regards to the defense and kind of put Chandler in that position we Chandler was due let's be honest he I mean he came back from from the COVID list and it was like okay is this week gonna happen is he going to make it this week? Is he going to get those multiple sacks? Well, he did. And that first sack really meant a lot for this defense. It dictated what they wanted to do. And and you could just see it on those offensive linemen from the Seahawks there. They were like, oh, my God, here we go. How are we going to stop this? I mean, Russell's not that mobile. Russell's trying to, you know, run for his life. And, and once you have Russell, you know, rolling out uh, under pressure, primarily throughout his entire career, guys, He's been able to really connect with his receivers. Not now, his finger still is not there. We saw that the the accuracy is going to be an issue for him going forward. But I love Chandler Jones. I love what he what he represents for this defense. And uh, for sure, that first sack really just kind of kicked off things for our defense.
0: I think it's funny that um, he tweeted, I don't know if it was this morning or last night, but he tweeted that he actually wore the same shoes that he wore when he had his 4 sack game a couple of years ago in Seattle. And wow. he wore those same shoes how do you uh, yesterday. But, you know, how
2: do you keep those shoes around? Yeah.
0: I mean, just, these guys, these, I, I, you,
2: in the locker room, there's like 25 pairs of shoes. You mix them <laughs> up, Greg, right? Jody, I mean, we've all been there. It's like, okay, how do you just you write the number down? Like, hey. Versus Seattle back in 2018, <laughs> I got four well, sacks. I, don't I know.
1: think he has 12 and a half sacks in six games in that building, which is, you know, I guess he might've done just that Rolando. He might've taken those Seattle shoes aside because they've worked pretty he, well. Yeah. He
0: probably has them stashed away in a specific box. This is a Seattle <laughs> box. These, these these are where my shoes go when I have multiple sack games in the NFL at Lumen field. And, you know, it, I'm not no fortune teller. You know, I just want to get that out the way. But I did tweet before the game to the Red Sea that the key to the game was for Chandler Jones to have a big game. And, you know, surely enough, he started off the game with the sack and, you know, he set the tone for that defense. So, you know, I have a lot of roles here on the morning scramble on the host. I can be an analyst of some sort, <laughs> but I just kind of labeled myself a fortune teller. So uh, that's that. Uh, that's I'll pretty wrap good it up. You know, hey. he had to,
1: you know, Rolando's right. He had, he was kind of due. So yeah. there was something was there, Felipe. A- what else do you have for us? Let us know if you uh, get any lottery numbers or
0: anything. Okay. Oh, I will. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna keep that to myself. You know, if it's the lottery, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep that to myself. But uh, I'll wrap it up talking about Connor, uh Connor's touchdown. Obviously, that was a cherry on top of that offense, seal the game, but I'm a big fantasy guy, you know, I'm in multiple leagues. I keep you know, in touch with all the deeper uh, running back stats. And he actually tied his season high in targets with five. The last time he had five was against uh, the Niners and he was a leading running back in fantasy in that specific week. And he had 99 yards from scrimmage yesterday. He had a touchdown. Uh, he's just everything that Steve Kime wanted in a running back in a train I like to call him a, a train because anytime he's within five yards of, of scoring he's automatic for the most part and his touchdown really helps seal the win obviously if it wasn't for Ko McCoy really you know taking control of that offense I believe it was like a 10 play 62 yard scoring drive just to you top it off. So that was impressive, impressive James Conner and RB one for those asking I have a lot of homies in my fantasy leagues, trying to trade for him, asking if they, if they should trade for him, you should have picked them up in like week two of the NFL season. If you haven't, well, you're a little too late. So that was it for our favorite moments of the game or that's my jam. Now let's talk about players that ex- exceeded expectations. Jody, who do you got for me?
1: Well, I think, you know, we've already touched on a little bit, but Colt McCoy, just picking up where he left off with the Niners flushing that game against Carolina. And again, as we've all mentioned here, how important it is that he went two and one while Kyler um, was down and we assume that Kyler will be back, but man, you know, you sign this guy and if everything goes smooth, maybe he doesn't even play. He was also signed for his role in the quarterback room on the field, in the locker room, just in general, but He's shown that he can really play. Uh, There's no question about it. And it was interesting, some stats. First time he started three games since the 2014 season with Washington. Um, First time having two wins in a season since 2011 with Cleveland. And, you know, he's playing a great role on this team. I mean, we talked about the two long drives. Um, I loved, by the way, I didn't pick it as my favorite play, but near the end when, you know, he's running the ball, designed runs for Colt McCoy, there was a little bit of room in the middle, a little bit on the left side. And I think he ran for 11 yards on one. And he just kind of created that extra dimension. You know, now they had to think about that, 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 you know, he's not Kyler Murray, but they had to think about Colt McCoy running in that, fourth quarter, which is, you know, like you said, the Connor touchdown was icing on the cake, so to speak, but you never know if Seattle had gotten that ball back. You know, there was pressure on Colt McCoy to keep that drive alive and to protect the ball, which he actually did. Thanks to Craig's, you know, Craig, I do have a little issue. That was a violation. Uh, It wasn't actually a play. I don't think, but what goes as an incompletion,
3: that's a play. It's a play, right? right.
1: It goes as an incompletion. You're right. So that was key because then it kept him Um, in that category of hey he protected the ball so um, one other quick thing Chandler Jones who's always fun to hear from after the game he told a little story about Colt this week coming up to him I believe it was on the practice field or in the locker room or something and he was talking about how Chandler's always doing his moves and practicing and scheming for the for the week ahead and he kind of told him something along the lines of hey just stop thinking so much you're the best player in the NFL when it comes to pass rushing you're one of the best players in the league you know and um, Colt was kind of surprised that Chandler brought that up because then reporters asked Colt about it, but you know, he's Colt's an encourager. He's a guy that cares about the team and this team winning. And guess what? If this team goes as far as some of us think they can go um, Colt McCoy is a big part of that. And so, um, you know, he was my player of the game in this one. Uh, I didn't even reel off the stats it's 346 yards. Yeah. Like that's easy to do in the NFL, <laughs> but um, yeah. So a lot of reasons why uh love what Colt McCoy did in that game, Craig, how
3: about you? Well, it's already been mentioned a couple of times, Chandler Jones, but I gotta represent the alma mater here. It's the only thing Chandler and I share in common is that we went to Syracuse University. But rise and shine player of the game for me is number 55. Yeah, he had two sacks, three quarterback hits, but he was also in that backfield quite a bit. He blew up a run play as well, and I think this was to be expected because, as elusive as Russell Wilson has been throughout his entire career, for whatever reason, Chandler Jones has no problems sacking Russell Wilson. And Jody, you brought it up earlier 12 and a half sacks in six career games at Lumen Field that puts Chandler Jones tied for 10th all time as far as sacks in that building. And Chandler Jones doesn't play for the Seattle Seahawks he rarely plays or he doesn't play much in that building but Chandler Jones and that defense getting after Russell Wilson providing that pressure making him uncomfortable and then obviously with that finger he just wasn't himself a lot of those balls were sailing on him but uh, I like what Chandler Jones did filling up that stat sheet and delivering in key moments throughout that game on Sunday so I went defense Rolando where are you looking for your rise and shine player of the
2: game there's a bunch of them, but I got to give it to Sacarias Zach Ertz, our tight end. This guy just had a day, eight uh, receptions, 88 yards. His average was 11. He t- he put those touchdowns in. The first one I like, you know, was that shovel little pass or whatever you want to call it. That when he's in motion, and that just reminded me of Larry Fitzgerald. But anyways, that 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 play works with a big tight end with a big body there, um, and when he actually was going towards the end zone. In in that goal line situation, he, his presence alone, had Jamal Adams on him the entire time. And that kind of opened up other sectors for Colt McCoy. So he's becoming an issue for rival defenses. This guy is going to be, is going to take the middle of the field and he's going to own it. And I think Zach Ertz needs, will be incorporated more uh, in the game plan. This game, this game against the Seahawks, I mean, he was just there. And we saw the emotion right after that second touchdown. was like, let's go. Come on, feed me the ball. I'm ready to go. There was nobody that can, could actually cover him. Bobby Wagner could not even, you know, run with him. And, and Jamal, which was the big threat on this defense, was kind of like, okay, I got to pay attention to this guy because he's all over the place. So, for me, Zach Ertz had a great game. In the running game, he also contributed a lot. I mean, he's he's becoming that overall team guy that you want at that position. So, for me, rise and shine. I got to give props to to Zach Ertz.
0: His best game as an Arizona Cardinals today. Obviously, he hasn't had that many, but the fact that he comes out with a multi-multi uh, touchdown game with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, without DeAndre Hopkins, that's what you want. AJ Green also had uh, a pretty decent game, but Rondo Moore and his stats weren't like flashy. He had 11 receptions, 51 uh, receiving yards, but they really utilized them as an extension of the run game. I mean, we kind of underestimated the absence of Chase Edmonds. But Chase Edmonds, what did he do? You, you know, gave him an opportunity to create space in the open field, in the middle of the field, you know, lateral passes, things like that, catching passes out of the backfield. And that's exactly what uh, Rondo Moore did yesterday. I I mean, he's fifth in the NFL in yards after catch. uh, But I just want to – compare him to guys like Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin, Devonta Adams, um, Devo Samuel, all who are in front of him in that category, Ronda Moore has only played 193 pass snaps uh, up to week 11. Those other guys that I mentioned, they've all played more than 300 pass snaps through 11 weeks. That just goes to show you that Ronda Moore is really you know, dominating in yards after catch, he averages about nine point three yards per after catch per reception. So the way that Cliff Kingsbury is really utilizing is everything that he's wanted in a speedster. You know, he drafted Andy Isabella that hasn't necessarily worked out, but Rondell Moore is really what Cliff Kingsbury envisioned when he drafted uh, when he drafted him this past year. So Rondo Moore, you know, he's dominating, he's putting up numbers, he's quiet, he's a sneaky guy, he's a quiet guy in general. So everything's matching up his play and his personality off the field. That's it. That's it for our Rise and Shine. Let's bring home the bacon. Rolando heading into the bye, 9-2 and at the top of the standings, at the top of the NFC West standings. Why was that important, heading into the bye week with this record?
2: It's like the perfect scenario. You talk about this. I mean, coaches, when the season the schedule comes out, they, they meet and they're like, Okay, so let's go through this. What do we need in order for us to get you know our division title? What what record is actually viable, right? And you start kind of messing with the numbers, and and obviously you shoot to win every single game, but it's the NFL, guys. You're not gonna win every single game. So to be nine and two and going into the bye week, let let alone that, it's Thanksgiving. By week I mean you you're gonna have your family over you're gonna be able to relax you're gonna be able to taste that that turkey even better uh and to to be to, to say just something here when you start your NFL career your by week if it's early enough it's like okay let me go to my alma mater I want to be on the sidelines I want to make sure I'm at the football game and, and then the 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 years start going by and it's like okay then you get hobbies like oh let's let's plan a hunting trip guys especially for the offense alignment I the big guys like to do that but then it's like, oh my God, I got to just sit on the couch, get some extra rehab, and just make sure I'm good for next Monday. And that's what the Arizona Cardinals need at this moment, Felipe. They need to stay focused during the bye week. We know uh, COVID is still out there. We know that these guys need to take care of their bodies. Obviously, hopefully, we get back two strong pieces of the of the puzzle, which is Kyler Murray and Hop for this offense coming in uh, for next week. But – uh, yeah it's gonna be a great bye week once you're in there nine and two everybody relaxes coaches are like okay be smart guys you have some time off be with your families make sure you disconnect and and kind of just live your regular life and not think about too much about football but for the guys that are injured for the guys that you know have a little bruise here and there you have to make sure you wake up and, and you go to rehab and you and, and you stay on top of that because at the end of the day we still have what what is it Craig five six games after the six, bye six. week? We six have, games, three at home, three on the road. I mean, six games. Come on, guys. It, it's still, There's still a lot of football left. So the bye week is going to be an excellent bye week for all the Arizona Cardinals, Felipe, I think, for sure. I mean, if we would have lost in Seattle, everybody would have been, okay, let's just get out, get out of the building, go do whatever you got to do, come back and, and focus. But now the vibe is different. The attitude is different. The coaches are a little bit more, you know, like, okay, we have this in the books. Let's let's just maintain what we've been doing every single week in order for these guys to come back and have a great practice. you got to refocus next week. And, and I think for sure um, the veterans on this team will talk to the younger guys that want to go back home and want to take that commercial flight and say, hey, there's a big opportunity here, guys. Stay home, be safe, and let's get this, this boat going in the same direction. So it's going to be a good one.
0: Perfect way to really describe it the importance of this bye week Jody, quick thoughts?
1: Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think it's not something anyone will take for granted on this team. You have guys that um, are veterans. Some have played on successful teams. Some have not, but they are not going to squander this chance by, you know, you know, doing anything. I mean, it's not even about doing anything crazy, but, you know, just trying to stay healthy, trying to stay in the right frame of mind during the bye week. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. They get this chance to rest a little bit. It has taken a long time. Um, Some guys have gutted it out, even with, you know, injuries, we, we know the games that they've missed, but then you know that they're probably not totally healthy even when they come back. That's just the nature of football. Um, I know Cliff Kingsbury said he was going to maybe take a nap or something. And then AJ Green was like, that dude doesn't take a nap. Like he's just a workaholic or overtime worker, whatever he was called. And so uh, I do wish for that, Cliff Kingsbury. Let your brain rest maybe a little bit. You deserve it.
0: (laughs) Craig, 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 I can't wrap up the show without getting to you, man. Any quick thoughts? What are you making for Thanksgiving? A little bit of both.
3: I think this team needs to kind of disconnect from everything maybe from one another just from the game of football and as much as it's going to help to have the physical rest the mental rest as well and recharge come back and hopefully this team is healthier out of the bye rather than how they were going into the bye as far as missing the number of players on both offense and defense but uh Don't get too ahead of ourselves. You can enjoy it around your friends and family, but realize that right now this team hasn't accomplished anything. It's a 17-game regular season schedule. You've won nine of those games, but the goal is playoffs and an extended postseason run, not just to get that number one seed and win the division.
0: I don't know about y'all, but I think it's about time that we also get to enjoy the bye. We also get to go with our families, enjoy Thanksgiving. We also need a disconnect. It's been football, football, football for what, 11 straight weeks, not even counting the preseason, not counting training camp and all that. So that'll do it for this edition of the Morning Scramble presented by Verizon Wireless for myself, Jody Jackson, Craig Rulu, and Rolando Cantu. We are the Breakfast Club. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the bye. Don't stress out for a game. There's no game this Sunday. Y'all can relax too.